live from Buffalo Wild Wings. On their 25, back to pass, looking downfield, late pressure, lobs it towards the middle, and it's intercepted. Devontae Adams, the intended receiver at the 50. Taylor Rapp picks it off with two seconds to go. The entire Rams team is celebrating to the end zone to our left. And in a season length full of disappointments. You've got to be kidding me, Derek. If anything, you put the ball in the air, you give your receiver a chance. You don't throw it short. Pathetic. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings. It is our Friday location. We get down like this each and every Friday. We head around the different Buffalo Wild Wings across the area. And today, the Miracle Mile Shops is where we're located. Just finished watching uh, Netherlands and Argentina uh, have a great shootout. It was fantastic. Lots of great action here on all these TVs inside Buffalo Wild Wings. This is the spot. And uh, now we're here for you with the next three hours and going to talk about what we saw last night as the Raiders dropped to the Rams 17-16. to And currently we're kind of having a little bit of technical difficulties, but uh, we're going to make it everything go and do what it do. And sometimes that's just how it is. So uh, after the game that we saw last night, why wouldn't we have technical difficulties, right? Just like the Silver and Black did, well, we were doing the same thing. I guess I'm following suit today. It's like the Raiders weren't able to close out. I can't close out on the radio. i got to close out on the phone. So it is what it is. But we're down here at the Buffalo Wild Wings. We encourage you to come on by, hang out with us. We do have plenty of prizes to give out to you and get you hooked up with. So that, I can guarantee, can happen. And uh, we're going to see you for the next few hours. My man Vice Raiders already made his way through. So definitely come on by and hang out with us. Got a lot of good guests coming up on the show today. As my man Demond Cotton's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, making it do what it do. Got Amber Theo Harris from Sirius XM and Sirius and Black Show. She'll join us around 2.30-ish, 2.35. And I know I had her on the show yesterday as a kind of a pre, pre-show pre thing leading into Thursday Night Football, but really wanted to get her thoughts on what she saw uh, when the Raiders dropped to the to the Rams on, on Thursday Night Football. And I'll tell you, it's, I know it's less than 24 hours since the conclusion of that game, but really just kind of... I don't want to say I'm still in a state of shock, but still not really understanding what I even saw. I'm still trying to process what I saw and and try to figure out how it all came about. And, well, it's been really strange. So uh, Amber Thea Harris is going to help us break it down just a little bit. Uh, Right after 2.30, she'll join the show and give us a few minutes of her time and talk about what she saw from that game on Thursday night. Then our our always Friday guest, Cassie Soto from VegasNation.com, she'll join us at 3 o'clock, and she'll give us her thoughts on what she saw, and that's just kind of what we're going to do. We're going to navigate in and out between guests, and we're going to navigate in between um, your calls, 702-365-9200, and, of course, the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. So Amber Theo Harris at 235, Cassie Soto at 3 o'clock, Ted Wynn from The Athletic. He'll break down some film. We'll do a little deep film diving. I haven't had Ted on for a while, so he'll talk about what he's seen the last couple weeks from the Raiders as they were on a three-game winning streak, and then what's the differences in what he saw last night. That'll come up at 4 o'clock, and then 4, 4.30 we'll have Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He'll join the show to talk about the gambling lines, the betting lines, and the Raiders were minus 6.5 going into last night's game. Uh, I'll let you hear a little bit of sound from him yesterday. Uh, he felt very confident that the Raiders were going to win, as many of us were, felt very confident the Raiders were going to win, and it ultimately did not happen. But uh, he'll join us, and we'll talk a little Week 14 NFL action that has nothing to do with the Silver and Black. We'll do that at 4.30. So those are the guests that we have coming up on the show today. Amber Sia Harris around 2.35. Cassie Soto at 3. Ted Wynn from The Athletic will join us at 4. Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com 
We'll close things out at 4.30. Again, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings at the Miracle Mile Shop. We're going to be here up until 5 o'clock and really try to help you and help me, in the matter of fact. Normally, I have a lot of answers. I don't have all the answers, right? I mean, I never think I have all the answers, but I feel like I'm pretty uh, understandable about what in the world I just saw and what in the world happened and break it down. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to lose a game, and then it's one thing to lose that game. And I'm still kind of confused on what, uh, what we saw and, and, and how it all shook out. And, and I feel like as I did the postgame show last night, I was trying to figure out where the fingers were to be pointed and how many fingers were to be pointed and really just couldn't, couldn't, get my, couldn't, couldn't get my grasp, my whole complete grasp on everything that shook out in that 17-16 loss to the Rams Week 14 action. So uh, those are the guests that we got coming up. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So we're going to go ahead and throw it out there, Raider Nation, and I want to hear from you again, 702-365-9200, and of course, the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword r and I already got plenty of text messages rolling through, as I know uh, Raider Nation is pretty uh, frustrated, pretty, pretty furious, pretty upset, pretty disappointed. In the, in the overall performance of the team, and I totally get that, right? I mean, I, I was sitting at the M Resort doing the post-game show last night. It was not fun, right? And we talk about having fun all the time. It was not fun to be part of the post-game show and having to hear Raider Nation be so upset and have a very legit reason for being upset, right? A game that obviously the, the Raiders should have won, should be on a four-game winning streak, should be heading into a weekend talking about some nice momentum that they built up, and unfortunately that was not to be. And, you know, my man P.E. in North Carolina hit me up yesterday before the show, and he, he had sent me a message and said, hey, man, these are the games that typically the Raiders make us furious the next day. And, well, he was spot on, right? He was saying that he didn't want to feel that way. Ultimately, he feeling that way. The M Resort had a lot of fans watching the game, and then as soon as that game wraps up, as soon as Van Jefferson caught that ball in the corner of the end zone from Baker Mayfield, a guy who had only been in the – felt like the stadium for about 15 minutes – uh, you know, they just kind of started to clear out, and it was absolutely uh, unbelievable. It really was. It was so funny. I didn't even know, looking at Baker Mayfield and the, the jersey he was wearing, the number 17, it almost felt like when you were a kid and you're part of a, a, a team, like an intramural team or, a, you know, like a PE team, and you just pick whatever jersey fits you. I felt like that's what it was when it came to Baker Mayfield in that number 17 jersey. But he wasn't even the big story, even though it's going to be made out to be him. Ultimately, it was the Raiders losing that game. So, the question that I want to throw out there to you, and again, hit us up at 69187, keyword R&R, com text line. What is your number one why? And what I mean by that is I did a whole podcast last night when I got home from the M Resort about why. And, and there were so many whys that I looked at. You know, why this happened? Why that happened? Why did they make this decision? Why did they make that decision? Why did this, you know, ball get intercepted? There was a lot of whys that I had. But, and I know Raider Nation has plenty of whys as well. But when it comes to this most recent loss by the Silver and Black, snapping their three-game winning streak, what is your number one why? Hit us up and let us know about it. And then the second part of that is discipline. Discipline is something that has frustrated me with this team because what we heard all training camp long, what we heard all preseason long, one of the people who said it all training camp long and all preseason long was me. This team was going to be disciplined. This team was not going to have stupid penalties. This team was not going to beat themselves. This team was not going to shoot themselves in the foot. 
This team was going to do something that Raider Nation hasn't seen in so long. Be disciplined. And time in and time out and time again, this team remains undisciplined. So many undisciplined decisions and plays happen by the Raiders. And you can look at it not just penalties. I'm not just talking penalties. I'm talking undisciplined plays. You know, I'm talking Derek Carr floating the ball into the end zone right before halftime. That's undisciplined. Football 101 is it's either your guy catches it or nobody catches it. That is football 101. And he just kind of floated up there while like playing that game back in the day where you just throw it up and hope that your homeboy catches it. You know, it's like you got three guys down there and they throw it up in the air and somebody tries to catch it. It's almost like what he did. It wasn't the last second of the game where you had to get it into the end zone and hope for the best. You could take a sack right there, and there was still a good 50 seconds or 49 seconds. They kick a kick a field goal, you score points. But the team seems to always have uh, be undisciplined. And the thing about it is, it's not just this year. It's year after year after year. So again, I go back to the question: Why? Why is this team so routinely undisciplined? Those are the two questions I have for you today: seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred, and also the. The don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. So light up the text line, light up the phone line. 212 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're at the Miracle Mile Shops. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to try to reset real quick, get back on the up and up, get our equipment going, get uh, set up the way we should. Come right back here on Brain Nation Radio 920. And this is going to be a penalty after the play. After the play. Unsportsmanlike conduct, number 90 of the defense, knocking the ball out of the quarterback's hand. That's a 15-yard penalty and an automatic first down. Again. This is not an unsportsmanlike that is accounted for disqualification. The foolishness, just finish the game, act like you've got some sense. That comes on Tillery. To give up a first down in that situation, obviously that's not an ideal scenario. Uh, again, I don't know exactly what happened, so um, you know, I'll have to talk to, talk to JT. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Red Nation Radio 920 and seems like we've navigated through the weeds in the the forest and the trees, and we're actually, uh, I don't know, we're actually using our equipment now instead of my cell phone. So I got a text. It was fantastic. Hey, your mic's not working. No kidding. Thank you very much. <laughs> As I was on my cell phone, thank you for those words of wisdom. But DeMond got it done in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Mateo got it done here at Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, so everything is looking up and up, and Vice Raiders making sure he's uh, – He's uh, observing everything to make sure everything stays copacetic and how it's supposed to be. So here we go. Let's get into the show. We have Amber Theo Harris coming up about 2.35. We'll get to her thoughts on the game last night as she uh, was with James Jones and Eric Allen and talked to some of the players after the game. And so I know that she has a lot of thoughts on what she saw. We exchanged a few text messages and we're like, what, what just happened? And she's like, I'm speechless. I really am. And that's kind of how I felt as well. Just really uh, watching that whole thing unfold felt very uh, speechless. And as I said, it's just so fitting that, of course, we start to show off today uh, all kind of, you know, hell on wheels because that's what the game was like, hell on wheels last night. So the questions that we threw out there to you, we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. And also uh, we got a bunch of texts on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. What is your number one why? 
when it comes to the most recent loss by the Raiders. And then another why is this team seemingly undisciplined all the time. No matter how much they preach, they're going to be disciplined, disciplined, disciplined. It always seems like it comes down to a lack of discipline. So we want to hear from you. So, DeMond, let me know when we got someone calling in right now. Hit the text line. Mailman Raiders said, Q, Max Crosby was in health the entire game. He could have had 10 sacks alone. The Zebra's quick to call it on us but won't give us anything back. That's ridiculous. And you're right. And he's a premier pass rusher. And they should be paying attention to that. And there's multiple times where he was basically choked out, even including in the end zone. Right? It could have been a safety. I mean, there's multiple holding calls. But like I said earlier, and I said this, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I, I just basically said, like, the game shouldn't even have been close. Right? I mean, that was the thing. The game shouldn't even have been close. It shouldn't have come down to one drive or two drives. It felt like the Raiders were in control of that game the whole game, except for they weren't scoring points. But it felt like, you know, oh, yeah, this, no doubt, this, it's going to be a dub. Right, we're going to be talking about a, a victory and handing out game balls and this, that, and the other. And oh man, the defense is doing really well. Like that's what it felt like it was going to be until it wasn't. So as you're 100 percent right that Max Crosby was getting held, and he's been getting held for I don't know how long. Right, I mean that's nothing new. And and when Khalil Mack was a Raider, he was getting held all the time. That's uh, again nothing new. But the game shouldn't have came down to that. It really shouldn't have come down. It shouldn't have come down to Jerry Tillery, right? And that stupid penalty. It shouldn't have come down to that either. None of that should have mattered. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Jared in Vegas, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's going on, Q? Um, I got lots of thoughts, brother. Lots <laughs> of thoughts. You know, my first thought is that was the most gut-wrenching, dirty, leaping, steak knife stab and turning in the gut since the tuck rule. And I ain't lying. And it's mm. like I felt mm. I haven't felt like that since the tuck rule. But the tuck rule, I at least had some solace in the fact that, well, we're the Raiders and we got jobs. You know what? When you look back at the game, you can lay blame on Derek Carr, on Josh McDaniels, on Patrick Graham, on the entire defense. So you know what? I blame it all on an organization. This is an organizational issue because this isn't the first team. This isn't the first time. This isn't the first year. This isn't the first decade that we've had these same lingering issues bro how many times are we going to have the most ignorant undisciplined games that take place and for this organization the, this current regime to have four four blown leads of double digits and two two times we did the unthinkable and lose to somebody that nobody in the world would lose to except for who the raiders Bro, I've been listening to the radio all day, and we are a laughing stock. On that beginning of the game, they were talking about talk, interviewing players, talking about we were tired of being a laughing stock. You all just made yourself a laughing stock. Man, all right, well, that, all right, well, look, I, I get it. I get the frustration. Screaming at me ain't going to get it done, right? Screaming at me ain't going to get it done, right? I'm just the weatherman. All right, look, I understand. I have no problem letting you call in and, and share your frustrations, but screaming at me ain't going to get it done. I ain't going to change nothing, Jack. All right, and I'm, I'm just, look, I'm very nice about the situation. I let you share your thoughts all the time, but screaming and yelling at me ain't it. It just ain't it. So, Damon, from here on out, anyone who starts screaming, immediately hang up the phone. I'm not playing it today. Just not having it. You got it? Just not having it, man. I'm, I'm, we're just having a conversation. The minute you start screaming on me, it's done. We're moving on.
I ain't, I ain't about it today. Rocky Mountain Raider, you're up next. What's on your mind? All right, we'll keep it moving. Rich in Oakland, what's on your mind, brother? You. It's going to be rapid fire today. I can see that already. Rich in hey. Oakland, what's up? Hey, what's up, Q? Don't worry. I ain't going to scream at you, bro. That's out of pocket. But uh, It is. It is very out of yeah. pocket. Yeah, that's out. But uh, let me, let me. you know, a lot of blame goes around. McDaniels, very poor play calling yesterday. I've been, you know, I've been giving him a chance, but all these blown leads, it's out of line, bro. I don't know if he's going to be able to bounce back from this season. I know he's going to get next year, but we gotta we got to see a lot better coaching and play calling on his part. He went very conservative yesterday. Uh, defense gave up that 98-yard drive to a guy barely coming off the, you know, off of waivers. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yeah. We got to mention this though, Q. Another year, no playoffs, no playoffs wins. We're going on year nine. You know who's a quarterback since 2014 with the worst red zone percentage? That's Derek. We got to, we we really got to do a lot better. I don't know what what's, what needs to be done, but I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. It's not all his fault, but he got to go, Q. Have a great day. I just feel like the rest of these Raider fans, we depressed right now, Q, but take care, brother. Hey, good call, my man. And, yeah, I mean, that's the deal. I mean, at, at some point, everyone's got to look in the mirror. They got to do a little self-evaluation uh, you know, and what's going on. And you're right, you know, D.C. carries a lot of blame. He does. And I'm not a guy who ever comes in here and starts firing shots at Derek and say he got to go. But, I mean, he made decisions with the ball that you can't make. You can't make. That goes back to discipline. He's, he knows better than that. And, you know, I've heard all the, oh, well, he got bumped into or this, that, and the other. Look, you can't make that decision. You can't float that thing up there like that because it gets picked off and you get no points. Fabian wants seven all the time. He, want, he doesn't want the minus four. I get it. But at that point, minus four would have been better than a turnover. And, unfortunately, didn't get, didn't get it. And, and that, was, that was big. And that wasn't the only reason. Look, I mean, that's the thing. That wasn't the only reason that they lost the game. They have so many, and that's why I, I say that's why I throw it out there. You know, what is your why? Because there's so many of them, and it, and it is frustrating and not capitalizing in the red zone and feeling like that Josh McDaniels got conservative on the offensive play calling. I mentioned yesterday on the show what I was looking for was the opening drive domination, right? You know what they did? They dominated on the opening drive. It was fantastic. I thought, man, okay, this is going to be one of those days. It's going to be great. They listen to the keys of the game. They're going to go do it. And – that was the last time that they saw the end zone. First drive of the game. The very first drive. Doesn't make any kind of sense to me. Sir Whiskey Ray said, it's therapy Friday after last night's defeat. Still for loss for words, and this, this one stings the worst here in 2022. Before I get my simple take, thankfully I'm now boarding on the Southwest, a Disneyland trip, my stepchildren. The timing couldn't be better. Bottom line, we didn't play four quarters, saw all the football. We lost to Baker Mayfield, inexcusable. Offense only generated 16 points. This can't happen. We lost due to bad penalties, and we didn't execute on both sides of the ball. Have a great weekend, everyone. I need a shot of whiskey here on the plane. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. And look, 13 points in the first half and only a field goal in the second. It can't happen. It can't happen. It doesn't make any kind of sense, but that's just what, what happened. That's part of what happened. Not even the complete what happened, but that's part of what happened. Gerald in New Jersey, what's on your mind? What, what's your why? I, I, I feel like... I, I can't I can't blame it on Carr. I don't blame it on Carr. I feel like he's a great quarterback. I do blame the defensive coordinator. I can't stand this guy. I don't know what it is. I just he's it's the defense. They play great at times. I believe it's his scheme. I don't know what it is, but there's a lot of times where it just falls apart on them. You know, granted, maybe that 
talent in the secondary isn't there. But it, it's it's just unbelievable to me that they could just collapse like that. They've done it how many times this season? And Crosby was being held all game. The whole game. And the whole game. Yeah, you're right. The whole game. It was gross to watch. And I thought that pick was a pick. I didn't believe that that was an egregious pass interference. They got to they got to figure out ways to deal. Like that was not a terrible. Did you think that was a pass interference? No, no, I didn't. But you know, I think DBs win games, so I never call pass interference. That's <laughs> my 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 rose glasses there. That's my fault. I don't love the I, the D coordinator bothers me. I don't know about you, but well, I'll, I'll say this: I thought it was a terrible decision to be in man coverage when you know that they only need a touchdown to win the game, right? You, you have to protect the end zone and protect, and protect the boundaries. That's like football 101. And I don't want to question Patrick Graham because he's way smarter than I'll ever be, but I thought that that was a bad decision to do that. That'll be, and that's another why. Why, did that, why was that a decision? Why was that done like that? And Josh McDaniels talked about it earlier. We'll hear, hear some from him around 3.30 today. But, yeah, that was, that was one of my big whys is why did they decide to run that kind of coverage and leave an undrafted free agent, Sam Webb, even though I like him, leave him on an island by himself with no safety help over the top. Deron Harmon rolled over to the middle of the field, leaving Sam Webb on an island one-on-one with a veteran. Right? In that kind of situation, it's less than ideal. Another why. 702-365-9200. That is our phone line. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Coming up next, Amber Theo Harris, Sirius XM Radio. She'll join us just for a few minutes to give us her quick thoughts on what she saw and if she's um, not speechless anymore because that's what she was earlier today. So we'll f- see where uh, Amber is. We'll see you next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And garlic sauce as well. Check out our newest location on Blue Diamond Indicator. Order online or off the app. Stefano'sLV.com. That's Stefano'sLV.com. Stefano since 1998. Real food, real fast, real healthy. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. We're at the Miracle Mile Shots, Buffalo Wild Wings. Every single Friday, we're at a different Buffalo Wild Wings around the area. And today, again, the Miracle Mile Shops come on down here right off the strip. Uh, hang out with us. We'll be here till at least 5 o'clock. And getting the weekend started off the right way, even though the weekend didn't get started off the right way with Thursday Night Football and the Raiders losing to the Rams 17-16. to Join us now on the phone lines is our good friend Amber Theo Harris, Sirius XM Radio, the Silver and Black Show today. She does all kind of fantastic work. And, Amber, the last time we talked, which was yesterday, it was a much better mood. <laughs> it was a much better mood. <laughs> Felt a lot better about what was going to happen until it didn't. Have you had time, now that it's almost, I guess, 24 hours from the game, have, have you had time to figure out exactly what went wrong? No, uh, Q, I've taken about five showers since I got home. I still feel gross. I feel <laughs> disgusted. I don't know what to do. Uh, I can't make sense of it. And there's so many questions. You know, we did the Raiders game day post game, me, James Jones, and Eric Allen yesterday, and tried to dissect it. Uh, you guys can check that out on Raiders.com or the official YouTube channel for the Raiders. Um, and, and it was, you know, Matt Collins came on the show, and as he said, you know, if you're point, pointing fingers, I don't even know how anybody can point fingers in one direction. Like, the fingers right. should be in so many different directions. I mean, obviously the glaring issue was the fourth quarter, the final drive, to allow Baker Mayfield with less than two minutes to go 98 yards, giving him 27 of those 98 yards because of stupid penalties um, and making him look like Peyton Manning. Um, I think that's the most kind of 
painful part of it. But there was so much wrong with the game before that. I mean, the fact that they could only score 16 points against a Rams defense that didn't have Aaron Donald, who Devontae Adams was cooking Jalen Ramsey early on. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't throw to uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, in the second half. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have any receptions in the second half. Uh, Devontae Adams is a guy that uh, had 177 yards in the game before. I, mean, I just don't even understand what the, what the game plan was. From the very beginning, the game script confused me. You know, it looked, the very first series, we see them run the football, they use Josh Jacobs, they take one. Remember we talked about that, Q? Yeah. I said, they've got to do that early. They've got to go run, run, and then take a shot. And that's exactly yep. what they did. Devontae Adams, with Jalen Ramsey's face, or hand in his face, and holding onto one arm, still makes the catch. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to be a big day for Devontae. Yep. And he had one other big catch. And we didn't see we didn't see anything else from him the rest of the game. We saw Mac Collins scripted early in the game. Right. Why aren't these balls going to Mac Collins on the interception in the end? Uh, why aren't the balls going to Devontae Adams right. in the end zone? The interception cue. He was he was looking for uh, Matt Ho- Matt Collins. Yep. He should have been looking for Devontae Adams and nobody else in the end zone. So I had a lot of problems with the game script offensively, and then defensively the penalties and the special teams penalty with Cleveland Sparrow. Uh, just so much, so many fingers, as Matt Collins said, to point in so many directions. This is not a game they should have lost. Raiders Nation should be disgusted. We all feel disgusted. Um, I know the players feel disgusted. The coaches do. Matt Crosby said it, it, it feels horrible um, after the game. So, look, I mean, there's nothing you could do. I woke up this morning like so many other Raiders fans and said, wow, I can't believe that just happened. I really can't. A... I've never seen a more embarrassing loss. Right. I, I've, I haven't seen a more embarrassing loss in the NFL. Um, and let's see how they respond to embarrassment, but it might be too late. I mean, oh, they yeah. were in a position where if they had six wins right now, they're sitting right there with the Patriots, with the Chargers, right on that bubble for the playoffs. Now, even if they win the next four, I don't – I don't know if nine is going to make it. If nine wins, it's going to make it in the AFC. No, I, I, I don't either. And, and at this point, it's one of those, like, one game at a time situations. But, you know, Amber, one of the things you said to me yesterday while we were at the M Resort was that it was almost like we, had, we, we were in this relationship with uh, the coaching staff. And, you know, you had lost faith in the coaching staff at first when they got off to the 2-7 and seven start. Then you started to build that up. And, and, but then you were still on the fence. You weren't all the way in as far as, like, okay, they figured things out. What does this do? What does this loss do to that relationship that you were talking about? It triggers my PTSD, like everybody else. Right. <laughs> you know, right. We, I think those are the words that we use. You know, yep. you kind of, uh, at, earlier in the season, you, you lost trust and you lost faith in a, a, a new coaching re- regime, new players that you were excited about at the beginning of the season. And you lost that trust, and then the three-game win streak was like, okay, you know, it just took them a little longer to get to where we thought they could be, and they're on their way. And they're facing a Rams team that is down and out, doesn't even have a quarterback. And so you felt you felt like, okay, you were starting to lean a little into the trust. But I, I do remember saying yesterday on the show, I was so skeptical because, mm-hmm. you know, we went into the rate, uh, the indie game saying kind of the same thing. Like, this is a, a game, there's no reason they should lose this game. And they lost to Jeff Saturday in his coaching debut. They just lost to Baker Mayfield, who hadn't even practiced with the Rams. And so what this does for me is it definitely makes me question the coaching staff, especially the defensive play calling at the end of the game, 
uh, Patrick Graham. You know, there was a lot of questions for me. Why are you playing press man coverage, you know, when there's 15 seconds left from the 23-yard line? I mean, Baker Mayfield did what any quarterback would do and throws it to the back of the end zone. I mean, there you go. Touchdown. I mean, he goes on Amazon Prime after. Did you see the TM? You were probably on the air. On the TNS I saw it, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he says, he says, I couldn't believe what I saw. I couldn't believe they were impressed man coverage. It was like they handed him a gift. That's a coaching call. That is not execution. That is not a lack. There's plenty of lack of execution, trust me, to go yeah. around. Yeah, there to is. Blame. <laughs> but that particular situation, Patrick Graham, I feel like, let us, let us down. Yeah, I agree 100%. Call. You know, and, and that's the thing. You have to protect the boundaries in the end zone. You don't have to play press man coverage. You just have to make sure they stay inbounds and they don't get in the end zone. And Keep you win them the in the middle of the field. Keep right. them in the middle of the field is all you have to do. I mean, yep. the, the whole thing is like you keep going back and you replay it. You replay it like Jerry Tillery's unsportsmanlike conduct was definitely the worst penalty of all. That was the one that really stung because if you looked at Baker Mayfield around the, when that after the Max Crosby sack happened with the nine yard loss, there was no sense of urgency. They didn't know what to do. They weren't used to this two minute drill. You know, you could tell they hadn't practiced. Like the Raiders had them on their back. Yep. And then they give them this beautiful gift of a first down. For, for something as stupid as immature as slapping a ball out of somebody's hand that wasn't even jawing at you, <laughs> right? <laughs> wasn't even right. doing anything, right? I mean that. I hope. I hope that he's getting lit up tremendously by the coaching staff. If he's not, they're they're failing as coaches. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And, you know, there was a lot of undisciplined, you know, acts that happened in that game, and that was definitely one of them. And, you know, if that had happened in the second quarter and the clock wasn't running down, it probably isn't anything, right? There probably is no penalty because it's not a big deal. But, uh, you know, as you go back and realize, well, the clock's running down, and so now you're, you're wasting time. So definitely shouldn't have done it then. And, and it just, it just it's no. for no reason. Like you said, no reason at all. Then Cleve Farrell jumping off sides, no reason there. I mean, there's just so much that I go back to. And, and the whole podcast I did today was on the why. Like, why did any of this stuff happen? And it just felt like, like you said, Amber, there was fingers that could be pointed in so many different directions. I, I don't have enough fingers to, to finish that off. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still at a loss. I'm still at a loss. I really am. It's so frustrating. The, the so. thing that we should be at a huge loss for, Hugh, is the Devontae Adams situation. Yeah. I've been saying this for weeks now, for weeks. Because even last week, 177 yards. What do you have, two touchdowns? I'm trying to remember. He had yeah. two touchdowns, yeah. 177 yep. yards last week. Mm-hmm. He still did not touch the ball until the top of the second quarter. Right. He did not have the ball in his hands the entire first quarter in a 177-yard game. And so if that didn't tell you, okay, we need to get him the ball earlier, like he can cook earlier, mm-hmm. that should have been the number one game plan going into this game. And the fact that he had four targets, I think it was three or four targets in the first half. That's it. Right. But you have three or four targets for Mac Hollins? I'm just I'm confused by that. And I, I don't understand why they can't get Devontae Adams the ball early in the game. Brian Baldinger, my good friend, uh, check him out on Twitter. Has a, a great breakdown where he says Devontae Adams should be the only target right. in that end zone situation. He should yep. be the target. Period. Like if you ask a hundred people, ninety nine will say he needs to be the target there. So I'm so confused by what is happening with not getting the ball in his hands. He told me after the game, after um, last week's game, he said I I need to feel the ball early in the game. Yep, I need I to kind of get in that rhythm. And I don't know why it's not happening. I have no idea. 
I don't either. Well, fi final question for you, Amber, and I definitely appreciate your time as always. Now the Raiders have about 10 days off before they, uh, you know, take the field again. Of course, it's that Sunday afternoon game now with the Patriots. So welcome into Allegiant Stadium. How do you think this team bounces back with all that time off to sit and think about what just happened? I guess we'll find out, won't we? I mean, I, I think they should be uh, looking themselves in the mirror. They should mm -hmm. feel extremely embarrassed. Um, and, you know, when you get embarrassed, if you're somebody that is a true competitor, you will make sure you do not ever feel like that again. You do whatever you have to do to tighten up to make sure you do not feel like that again. So it, it stinks that they can't get back out there quicker, that they have to wait 10 days. Right. But, look, the Patriots are no joke. No. The Patriots' defense is good. Mm. I know their offense isn't good, but their defense is very, very good. And, you know, Derek Carr had a 39 quarterback rating. <laughs> you know, wow. Like, that ain't going to cut it against the Patriots defense. So I think everybody needs to just take a breath, look themselves in the mirror, and say, what did I do? What role did I play in this embarrassment to my entire team? And tighten it up and come back out and see if, like you said, game by game and just pray that they don't lose another one, which is going to be really tough. they got to play the Chiefs the very last game of the season. Um, and, and then pray that nine wins might make it in a stacked AFC. And I don't think it will. I don't think it will either. Uh, if they get nine wins, I think that that's a great way to salvage the season, <laughs> just to say that they are at least above 500 and looking a little bit better. But, man, that's, uh, that's still a, a, a tough road to, to try to travel down. But they're going to have to try to do that. And uh, I, I know that you're putting stuff together. I'm putting stuff together. It's not easy when you're talking about a game that just, you know, wound up the way that one did. Like I said, you can tell I'm still kind of at a, a loss for words for what even happened. But what do you have coming out? What are you working on? I know you're always busy. Yeah, we, um, like I said, check out if you guys want to help digesting what happened. So I think all of us feel like that today. We, yes. we just woke up and went, what the hell happened? Yep. <laughs> so check out Raiders Game Day on Raiders.com. It's out right now. My two co-hosts are fantastic, James Jones and Eric Allen. Uh, both great Raiders did a really good job of us of helping the fans kind of process step-by-step step all the areas where it broke down and what can be better. So check that out for sure. And then we'll be back. Uh, with the Silver and Black show coming up next weekend. So you can check that out as well. And then I'm on SiriusXM, uh, Fantasy Radio and NFL Radio. Check out my Twitter and my Instagram to see when I'll be on them. Uh, AmberTheo1 for Instagram and AmberTheo Harris for Twitter. So I always keep people posted on, on all the different radio shows. Well, you do a fantastic job. We always appreciate you, and I know that you'll be back for the Patriots game, so I'll see you in the press box. But if you get an opportunity ahead of time, um, myself and the wife are going to take you out to dinner one of these times, so we definitely, uh, we definitely will catch up with you. I know. I missed you guys last night. Was hoping to catch you back at the tavern, uh, back at the hotel. I know you and your wife stayed up. Uh, waiting for us, but man, that post game took us deep into the night. So <laughs> I, I got a rain check, and uh, and we uh, can't wait to meet your wife. That's going to be exciting for me. Absolutely. Well, there wasn't a lot of celebrating going on there. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> so. No, there. Yeah, I was say, there wasn't enough bourbon at the tavern bar to get us no. on that night. So not at all. But but thank you so much, Amber. Have a great weekend, and, and we'll catch up soon. Thanks a lot, you. Always appreciate you. I appreciate you. There she goes. Amber Theo Harris right there. Fantastic work. Uh, check out all the stuff that they got going on, Raiders.com. Uh, of course, they had a great postgame show with Eric Allen and James Jones helping breaking it on down, and I think that's what, what everyone needs. Every Raider fan needs a little bit of help digesting that mess that they saw. It was like a bad dinner that they had last night, and they're still trying to get over it, right? You ain't going to get no bad dinner where we're at. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, Miracle Mile Shops. Everything is good here. Come on by. Get hooked up. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.
Did you miss one of your favorite Raiders radio shows? Podcasts for the Morning Tailgate, the JT The Brick Show, Unnecessary Roughneck can all be found on our website. So check out LVSportsNetwork.com anytime and listen whenever you want. The Army-Navy game, live from Philadelphia. One of the greatest traditions in college football. Catch all the gridiron action Saturday starting at 11 on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Finley Toyota. We're here for you. Join Raider Nation Radio 920 at Oyo Hotel and Casino this Monday night for all the exciting football action. Lots of swag and giveaways. Plus, Oyo is the home of the 24-7 $2 beers and parking's always free. We'll be there live starting at 2 p.m. Don't miss Monday Night Football at Oyo Casino. This is JT and you see car accidents every day here in Las Vegas. If you get into a car accident, the law firm I want you to call is the DeCastaverde Law Group. Because of my friends Alex and Orlando DeCastaverde, they treat their clients like family, and family means everything to me. They'll make you a priority, and they'll make sure all your needs are served, and they'll win. It's the DeCastaverde Law Group, 702-222-9999. Alex and Orlando DeCastaverde, proud partners on Raider Nation Radio. Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi includes advanced security to help protect all your connected devices. You'll get real-time alerts. Oh, like this one. So you don't have to worry about malware. Or when your kid downloads a song from a shady link. And now all your computer can play is Red color, red color, where are you? (sighs) All blocked, thanks to advanced security. Included with Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Advanced security must be enabled in the Panoramic Wi-Fi app. Restrictions apply. It's JT, and I'm thrilled to be partnered with the newest property on the Strip, Resorts World Las Vegas. The best place to be this football season is Resorts World's Doghouse Saloon. Doghouse is the JT The Brick Show official home for Monday Night Football. Doghouse has the best views to watch the game, a sports book on site to place your bets, incredible food and drink specials, and an amazing after party with live entertainment and dueling pianos. Join us for Monday Night Football at Doghouse Saloon at Resorts World Las Vegas. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. My man Vice Raider's going to go see Adele. Vice Raider's in the building. He said, I'm about to go say hello. That's how he's getting past his uh, his Raider issues, <laughs> complications, I guess that's the best way to put them. Appreciate you, brother. Be good. There you go. Came by to say what's up. And now he's on his way to go see Adele. Go make it do what it do, man. <laughs> I ain't mad at him. We got plenty of prizes here at Buffalo Wild Wings. We also have Cassie Soto from VegasNation.com coming up at the top of the hour. But let's go ahead and rapid fire through some calls real quick. Raider Mike, Colorado, you're up first. What's on your mind, brother? Uh, what's going I can on? Tell, I can tell by that sign you what's not know. on your mind. <laughs> you already know, man. Uh, hey, man. Uh, I got a lot of whys in my head right now, man. You know, man. And I, I'll start at the top, you know. Unfortunately, we had to get uh, the game came down to a 98-yard drive. You know, why did Amit commit that penalty? Why did Tillery knock the ball out of uh, Mayfield's hand? You know, mm-hmm. uh, just just a lot of just. I don't understand what I don't understand what happened. You know, and I know I called yesterday and was saying it was going to be like a, a close game, but man, I expected us to win the game at least. Right. You know, I, I, another question that I have, man, is just like you know why. For me, why was it only – why did Carl only have 11 yards passing in the second half? Yep. Because me personally, I feel like when I'm watching a game like that and a quarterback has 11 yards passing, I expected something like that from Baker, 
or that guy, uh, uh, Wolford, that they were starting on the other side. Not a nine-year vet on our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, another, just why didn't we win the game? Right. We had it right there in our, you know, four yep. red zone trips, one touchdown. That's unacceptable. Very That's much unacceptable. So. There's yep. no reason for us to be in the red zone that many times and continuing to, to come up short in those types of situations. You know, so it's just, it's just another day of, of film. Like, man, like, we let another one slip through our hands. It's continuing to happen way too much, you know. And on the defensive end, I feel like the defense was holding, holding their own. But the offense has to – if the offense, for me, the offense scores more than 16 points, that 98-yard drive – wouldn't even matter Doesn't because we would already have right. the dub. Yep. yep. So, you know, it's just, once again, one side of the ball not helping the other. And I'm so confused on why that just continues to keep on happening. And we're the only game on TV. That makes it more frustrating. <laughs> I think that you made it worse. I mean? Yeah, that made it worse <laughs> that everybody was watching. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. But, hey, man, I'm getting calls from my, my – I have a couple Rams uh, family, a uh, couple Rams that are – a couple cousins that are Rams fans. Yeah, I was getting calls all night, and I just had to turn my phone off. And I'm just like, man, come on. We had them right there in our hands. We couldn't finish it. Right. Where do, where do we go from here? And then just what happens, man, you know? Yeah, I got you, man. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, I think what, anytime we get a call about why, we need to have Jadakiss playing in the background. Uh, have that Y song. I know, Damon, you're too young for that one, but you need to have Jadakiss Y playing in the background uh, when we get these calls because there are a ton of Ys to go around. My man Mike hit us up on Twitter and said, Patriots West, man, it's as simple as these boys don't belong here. Watching McDaniels presser, I think he's even starting to realize that. These losses are a means to an end, I believe. That's from my guy Mike, who I can, um, I can co-sign for that he has never from the jump <laughs> wanted anything to do with what's going on right now. Let's just put it like that. He has been uh, very, as a matter of fact, with his opinion and has never wavered from his opinion. Big Jose in San Jose, you're up next. What's on your mind, brother? My guy Q, how you doing, brother? I'm hanging, man. I'm hanging. Yeah. Man, after that game yesterday, I felt like I took a line right off the family jewels off the foot of Lionel Messi, man. That's what it felt like. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't none of us want to take one of those, man. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. We saw Cube there yesterday with Davis, and today wound up not being a good day at all. You know? Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I knew it was, was going to be an omen because I was wearing my Mitchell and Ness nice white Hall of Fame edition Ken Stabler shirt. Mm. And I'm walking into the spot, shout out High Five Pizza in San Jose. <laughs> and some dude says, right on, Rich Gann. And I was like, nah, bro. Wow. This is a Hall of Fame edition shirt, bro. Jersey, you know what I mean? Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, if you were to tell me that our defense would hold the Rams to 17 points, I would be like, hell yeah, bro. Because I think statistically, over Derek Carr's career, our defense has given up like 28 points a game. Right. Right? Yep. So, and then why? You know, what's, follow me here on this team. Mark Van Egan, Clarence Davis. Clarence Davis, Kenny King, right? Kenny King, Marcus Allen, right? Charlie Gardner and Wheatley, right? Even even Michael Bush and Derek McFadden. Answer me. Josh Jacobs and who? Supposed to be right? Zamir supposed to be Zamir White, but it hasn't happened yet. But you know that's the formula for if we're gonna play that kind of football, we need that and, right? We need that and. That's been traditionally how we run and play power football. I mean, the Raiders invented power football, bro. You know what I mean? And if you can't get a quarterback that you're not going to trust, 
they give Josh Jacobs the ball one more time because statistically, when he gets when he goes over a hundred yards, our chances of winning go up exponentially. He had ninety nine yards yesterday, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I do. It's just inexcusable. And I mean, you know what? And I'll give Jerry Tillery a pass on this one because it happens in the heat of moment. It was dumb timing, but that's a first round draft talent that's made a huge difference. And then hopefully he learns from that, and it just gets better from here, man. Hey, yeah, you. press coverage. Yep. Thank, thank you for the call, Big Jose in San Jose. And I'll say, what, I, I like Jerry Tillery. I like what he brings to the table. I think that penalty was stupid. Obviously, it was something that didn't have to happen. But if you go back and you look at the history of him, that's part of the, that's part of his mo. He's a he's a he's a guy who gets a lot of unsportsmanlike penalties. I mean, unfortunately, that's just what it is. It's kind of like you take the good with the bad. You realize, all right, this is what he brings to the table. But this is how he can mess up the table, right? I mean, he'll bring a hell of a dish to the table, but then he'll also mess up the kitchen while he's in there preparing it, right? So, I mean, you got to take the good with the bad when it comes to him. So uh, that's that's part of the reason that he's no longer where he was as a first-round draft pick, and he was drafted with the Chargers. So thank you for those calls. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, again, there's a lot of questions. I don't have a problem when Josh Jacobs has the ball and, and on third and one and he doesn't pick up the first down because I feel pretty confident with Josh Jacobs with the ball in his hands. So uh, he's come through more times than he hasn't. You know, there's a couple times he hasn't been able to pick up the first down that was needed. But, man, that dude's come through clutch and has given everything, and I mean everything he's got to this team all year long. And you can see he was playing in pain yesterday. And, you know, the one thing I will question is the minute he leaves the game with a, a hand injury, the first time he gets back in the game, looks like he's going to throw the ball. Right? It looks like they dial up a play for him to throw the ball when he has a jacked-up hand. Like, that didn't make any sense to me either. But, again, there was a lot of why in this game. We'll speak to Cassie Soto from VegasNation.com. She'll join us to kick off hour number two of the show. We'll do it next here on Radio Nation Radio 920.